Hi, everybody. Welcome back to the Strategic Slut Podcast, a feminist-based show that aims to reclaim the word slut and discuss harder topics to become more approachable. Each week, I will bring you a topic to break down or a guest on to have a discussion in a shame-free way so that we can all live an intentional and strategic life. Hello, hello, everybody. Welcome back to the podcast. Thank you for tuning in and thank you so much for your patience with me last week. I haven't missed an upload in God knows how long, but uh, if you follow me on Instagram, you are aware that I severely sprained my ankle last Sunday. Very unfortunate series of events. Not great of a story, which actually pisses me off. You have no idea how much, but it's been a rough week to be completely honest. Um, It really derailed a lot of the plans and like normal schedule I have and for someone who's such a control freak that's been slightly difficult for me if you can imagine so yeah that's been my week um I also have a a few announcements that I never got to tell you guys because of all of this so this episode and there's one more episode going to be released on Friday and that is going to be it for the next month um until the first week of January That is just to allow me to regroup. Um, I have some really big changes coming in January that is helping the podcast evolve and some really cool projects that I'm finally going to be discussing in January. So I wanted to give everyone the next few weeks to relax, spend time with their families and kind of just chill the fuck out after the year we've had. I mean, I try to stay positive about this whole 2020 like year and just try not to shit on it so much but the one last punch to the jaw that I have taken well my ankle has taken this past week has been just very 2020 of my life like I was just I couldn't believe what just happened I'm just like seriously like I thought I was making it out of the this year alive and then I had a little a little fall, a little injury. So yes, it could be worse, but I'm gonna be dramatic about it. So that's where I'm at. So I just want everyone to be able to re- recuperate and honestly, I'm kind of unplugging myself from a lot of social media and podcasts and stuff when it gets close to the holidays just to like be mentally sane. It's a very weird time. I'm pretty sure my region that I live in is going back into lockdown. So that's been a little mentally challenging as well. And yeah, I just wanted to be very transparent with everybody. So um, I'm going to have one more episode after today's that will be released on Friday, number 80. And then we'll kick off the new year right with a ton of new stuff that I have coming at you. And I'm very excited and I'm trying not to let this shit get me down it actually gives me more time to focus so it's all good we're here we're present it's fine um yeah so hello thank you for joining i have kind of a funny episode for you guys today if you can see by the title no d december um there's a lot to unpack in this episode so what i'll be covering is being abstinent um i've been abstinent for seven months and i want to talk about that And then also just like modern dating, like literally the most modern today's dating world in the millennial Gen Z generation during a pandemic, during, you know, winter 
let's talk about it because there's a lot to unpack here. So first off, let's talk about why I haven't had sex in seven months. So didn't plan it um, at all. (laughs) And like, maybe this isn't that long for some people, but as someone who has definitely had a lot of fun, especially in my university years, this is a while for me. And I also always like had, not always, but I have had consistent men too. Like for the last two years, I've had someone who was an on and off situationship, but nonetheless, I was still having sex in that sense. So I ended up like having this whole thing where two men kind of fucked me over simultaneously that were non-related, but either way made me lose a lot of faith in dating. And I decided that I was just like, fuck everybody. I'm deleting all apps and just like doing my own thing. It's a pandemic anyways, who cares? And then like months just kept passing. And then I realized that we're now in December and I'm like, oh shit, this is insane. But I have learned so much guys. Like I feel the need to talk about this and talk about this like cleanse because I didn't know I needed it, but it's actually quite game changing. And I don't know that it's necessary for everyone, but I want to talk about something that maybe is an unpopular experience, opinion, but I have struggled with sexual liberation, even though, you know, I have have a degree in women's studies, I have always been pro-sex and pro, like, expressing your sexuality and whatever that means, doing whatever the fuck you want. Basically pro-ho, okay? But I didn't understand this thing of kind of doing um, just because you can and not because you should. I didn't know the lines between that because no one gives us the tools, at least my, you know, growing up and not having essentially any sexual education and the the stuff that I did have was very Catholic-based, fear-based sexual education. So actually being like repressed in that way wanted me made me want to just like act out even harder. So when I got to university, it was kind of like a free-for-all and I wanted to just kind of explore as much as I, like I was kissing men left and right, you know, not necessarily sleeping with all of them in any means, but just like I was kind of boy crazy, I would say, but I didn't know why. I thought it was just like, you know, it was this powerful thing that I think it made me feel because It was like, well, you know, it's 20, I guess it was 2016 when I entered university. Like, it's 2016. Why can't I do what the fuck I want to do? But to actually distinguish what you want is very difficult. And I think it's difficult no matter what age you're at. But definitely being 18, 19, entering this place where you're maybe more independent than you've ever been and all of this stuff. So I, now looking back and having time to really reflect on the last couple years, obviously between the pandemic, but also staying away from dating, I've been able to recognize some patterns. And what I realized was that some of the sexual experiences I encountered, I didn't necessarily know what I wanted there. I many times acted out of not only desperation, but out of insecurity and really trying to find confidence and validation through, I guess, men? penises um not always sleeping with them but hooking up in some form and I didn't know that it made me feel worse in the moment 
if that makes sense. Like, I wasn't conscious of this. And I think it's a really important thing to kind of start discussing because although we're starting to reach this level of, you know, I mean, there's still a ton of double standards. Like, it's so fucking bad. But we are starting to gain this sexual liberation, especially amongst women. And to actually now question, though, what we want, I think is kind of a new step because if you haven't had you know, a situation where you've grown up maybe in a very, like, pro-sex household, then you kind of have to navigate that stuff for your own being. And I didn't know what I thought of sex. Like, that was my thing. I didn't know what I thought of dating, marriage, sex, none of it, because I hadn't experienced any of it and no one was talking about it because it's taboo, right? That's why I have this podcast is to break down this shit. And I'm still trying to figure out how I feel about it, but I also think that your beliefs and values change, obviously, in different stages of your life, too. Like, I'm glad I had the fun that I had in university, but now I'm not necessarily trying to be in those situations. I don't want to hear from Chad at 2 a.m. asking me what I'm doing. Chad, I'm, like, eating some greasy fries with my lashes half peeled off, still in my bar clothes. Yeah, sure, come over. Like, that was you know, we've all been there at maybe 19, 20 years old. That's not me anymore. You won't even catch me at a fucking bar. Like, it's just so different now. And I think not only has my just lifestyle changed, like taking the hookup culture and partying out of it, that changes things, but also just your standards. Like I have spoken on this podcast a few times about how I just didn't know how bare minimum my like bar was, my standards, standards were for how men treated me. I just accepted such bare minimum behavior like a man would be like how are you and I'm like he's so sweet like he really cares about me I'm like now I look back I'm like what the fuck were you fed to believe that like I'm literally like why did you allow that but you know that's what I thought was I guess okay at the time and all you can do is learn from it but now my standards are much higher again again I don't know if I ever had them where they need to be but like when you go from kind of being raised on Disney movies and 2000 rom-coms and this very fairy tale idea of sex and dating and even like girl meet girl next door even that movie he's just not that into you like the book is completely different but the movie the woman pines after him desperately and then they finally end up together because he finally realizes like She was there the entire time, which defeats the purpose of he's just not that into you. But y'all aren't ready for that conversation. But when you have so many media influences and that's your only gauge of how to talk about or how to think of sexual relations and all the different things that come with it, it can be very confusing to now just be out in the wilderness and being like, it's a free-for-all, you know? Unless you are like, going the opposite way of, like, not doing absolutely anything, um, where I started in kind of the middle ground, and then I was kind of, like, fuck it, you know, people in high school, even though I wasn't doing anything, were started calling me a slut, so I, I was, like, all right, I'll slow you, I'll, sh- I'll show you a slut, why can't I speak, I haven't podcast for a week, and now I can't fucking speak, oh my god, guys, I'm on one, okay, we're okay, and, 
yeah, there was something about, like, people calling other, like, you know, people calling women sluts even for not doing anything. It's like, well, I might as well do whatever the fuck I want then. Why, like, you're gonna call me these names anyways and try to devalue me and degrade me solely because of a perception you have of me. So, why am I not just doing whatever I want to do? Kiss whoever I want to kiss. Date whoever I want to date. Like, I just got to this point of very fuck it, but some of those behaviors weren't, like, so gratifying, you know? Just the little things of accepting, like, you know, if I was feeling lonely and then, like, you call over your, you know, asshole ex-boyfriend, that's not exactly self-love, okay? It's not practicing any kind of self-love. It might be a little hit of dopamine where you have some fun and you suddenly feel validated again or whatever you're getting from it. Or you, th- you, you I, I was definitely that girl too. I would trick myself into thinking like, I'm just going to use him for sex because like that will make me feel powerful and I can have sex without emotions and that kind of thing. Almost wanting to then fuck them over even though he never cared. Like, hello. But there's many situations like that that I'm really grateful for because it's obviously made me the woman I am today, but I haven't talked about it. And I think a lot of women, when I talk to friends about these like little instances, a lot of people can actually agree, but we're not talking about it. So I wanted to discuss this and then talk about what this sexual like abstinence thing has taught me. So not, you know, having any type of sexual relations in seven months, like I've only, I've been on two dates and neither like ended up in anything I kissed one guy that was literally it like a peck kind of thing and that was over in a week because he was a dick but just like completely disengaging from those things there's a couple things I learned so one I was no longer acting out of horniness and literally just like sexual desire obviously we are humans everyone gets horny whether you want to admit it or not or whether you're comfortable publicly admitting it on the internet in front of thousands of people um yeah we all get horny at some point and I think being in a sex crazed world where women aren't allowed to be sex crazed but everything else where you know not only sexually objectified but then if you really think the pop culture that we're surrounded by is very sex crazed it's a hard thing to navigate you're kind of you know you put on your spotify and you're thinking about sex pretty quickly at 8 a.m because a lot of the music is about that stuff which is totally fine but it can be very confusing when you're kind of in this thing of like what do i think about all of these different factors and the fact that it wouldn't you know if we were all just trying to figure it out for ourselves and like we're all different stages it wouldn't be so bad but it's the fact that it can literally destroy us and destroy our reputations as women and also you know members of the like lgbtq plus community if you identify as a certain like with a certain sexuality you're also repressed in so many different ways and that's obviously makes it even worse with the different intersections of race as well so no matter like if you're basically if you're not heterosexual then you know that's one thing and the second thing is even if you are straight and you're as a woman just fucking straight men you're still always in a complex of the madonna 
versus whore whole thing. You're never pure enough, clean enough, or slutty enough, or, you know, nasty enough. Like, there's so many things that we're put in. And it sounds dramatic when you're talking about it, but when you think of how it shows up in everyday language and news stories and all of these things, it's very relevant. And I want to make that very known because it can be very confusing for people and, you know, the strategic slut community where, yeah, I'm talking about how, like, go fuck that dude. But also, like, it is hard to be like, wait, what do I think of this? Do I actually want this? Like, or am I just being told to want this? Or do I think I want this because I actually want, you know, emotional intimacy, but I think I'm get, get, getting that through sex. Like, there's all these fucking things. And I know that this is a major tangent, so I'm hoping you're following. But when I stepped back from engaging in all of this, I was able to, one, not only, like, not act out of horniness, but also decide really what my non-negotiables were when it came to giving someone my energy and time. Like, I've realized I not only do don't have a type, like, I think having a type is so boring. Like, oh, he's not my type. Oh, she's not my type. I feel like that just, like, shuts a door that you have no idea what possibilities could be there. They could be fucking great and you could totally fall in love with them just because they don't match your quote-unquote type is weird to me. Um, we can talk about that in a future episode, but also I was able to kind of like just realize that the things that actually stimulate me mentally and emotionally is so vastly different from how I was behaving before because really I was basing a lot of things on physical attraction. Also in the time of my life too, I was in university, I was in a certain city for only four years and I knew that that was coming to an end. I was not planning on staying there and honestly, I didn't want a relationship. I didn't want to like fall in love and have this whole thing of like coming out of school and being kind of tied to somebody may sound selfish, but like that's what I was doing. I just, I didn't want a relationship at the time and so I wouldn't have had like to place importance on that either, but the pandemic definitely made me think about just, like, why I even gave some of the men that I did during university the time that I did. And, yeah, taking a step back from all of this, I'm like, oh, like, there are certain characteristics that literally are, like, winning over everything. And now I'm so much more able to judge, like, someone based on how they truly treat me instead of, like, the idea I've made up in my head about them, like, if they were super physically attractive, I think our brains can kind of ignore the other red flags if you're not really thinking about it and if you're not conscious of it, because then you're like, they're really fucking hot, who cares if he, you know, is a terrible listener and we can't really do much talking, but, because then you now tell yourself, well, I'm not trying to talk much to him anyways. And it's cool if you're not, but it's just if you are trying to find, like, a romantic relationship that goes beyond physical, those are things that you need to be aware of. And if you've never been aware of them, obviously, it's going to make it harder when you finally decide you want a relationship. And the third thing is actually finding more of, like, what I like in the bedroom. Like, just my own fantasies and kind of letting my mind wander um, and just kind of diving into that like I've learned a lot about myself recently of just kind of different things like I am actually not opposed to women didn't know that I would say I'm bisexual now because 
I like the wine, like the wine, not the label, as David Rose says, beautiful David Rose. I like the wine, not the label. And I didn't know how to distinguish that for so many years. And I've just kind of come across this whole thing recently. And I don't know what much to say about that because I haven't explored it too, too much. But obviously, I'm not dating right now, so <laughs> it's fine. But anyways, there's that. And also, I find that you are able to pour more into yourself when you know how you act essentially like through insecurity and desperation like when I was trying to find a lot of power and confidence in sexual experiences I obviously wasn't loving myself fully like there was a lot of things that I had to work on within myself and be really truly comfortable in my own presence and doing my own fucking thing and there was more to that than just like not dating for example I basically, like, my identity was tied up in work and school and basically what I did rather than who I was as a person. And the pandemic taught me that because I was on such go, go, go hustler mentality that I truly didn't have any hobbies. Like, my university career genuinely looked like three jobs, a full-time student, someone who was obsessed with working out, and also super like type A need to have everything perfect. So if I wasn't being productive, I was essentially sleeping. Like that was me. So I was either working, studying, in lectures, getting ready to go to campus, whatever, or like writing papers, working out at the gym, all of these different things, or having a breakdown of how tired I was, but not actually sleeping. Like I just was running on empty for so long. And to finally like ask myself, what do I like? And just trying to like find hobbies again through the pandemic. Obviously, when we had nothing to fucking do, it was like, well, what do I do with myself? Where do I spend my time? Like, this is so wild. And yeah, I had to really navigate that situation too, which is really cool. And honestly, this process has been very weird because just in this year in general, I've lost a lot of friends. I've lost a lot of people who I thought were going to be in my life for a very long time. And I didn't know how much those relationships I guess I was emotionally attached to. I've learned a lot about attachment styles recently and I didn't know anything about myself in those situations. So it's been cool to learn and I also have just found a very much more comforting state of being by myself. Like truly lighting my, not lighting my diffuser, (laughs) turning on my diffuser with some essential oils and like sometimes I'll smoke some weed and just like color in one of those adult coloring books and put on some R&B music it is like one of my favorite things to do it is so calming it's so fun and my mind just goes wandering like my creative side really comes out through those times whether I'm you know high or not also just like taking time to really focus in on my own self-growth and not always the things that are fun it's not always the face mask or anything but like truly the pushing myself to the next level in so many different ways and being very um meticulous on the day-to-day like habits that I wanted to hone in on that really requires a lot of discipline and resilience and I've actually fallen off that this week with this ankle I've kind of been a what I think is a you know me self-deprecating like a total piece of shit like I felt so shitty about myself all week 
And then finally today when I'm recording this, I laid in bed all day and did nothing. And honestly, I didn't feel guilty about it finally. Like all week I've been kind of just watching TV and crying and eating ice cream. But like always felt this anxious thing of like I should be doing stuff. Oh, but I can't. And then I would just have this pity party around my ankle and it was just all these things. And now I'm like, okay, let's get back to the things that make you feel good and make you feel sane. So a lot of that goes back to my routines. And if you're not feeling yourself right now, if you are not feeling like the best version of yourself, find the things that you know are proactive for you to avoid any kind of anxiety or depressive feelings, things like that. Because I know, especially in the winter too, this is really important for me to maintain because we don't have that sun, that vitamin D in many ways to keep us going. So for me, it's like meditating and reading and consuming really great content, staying less, like staying off my phone, less time on social media, less time consuming fucking content. Um, And that includes podcasts, actually. I love podcasts. But if you're in a bad state, sometimes it's nice to just keep things quiet and just to like let your thoughts just go and like not in an anxious way, but just like to sit with your own thoughts is really big. Obviously, listen to this podcast twice a week, but like everyone else, it's fine. You can (laughs) stop. A little self-promo there. But anyways, little things to go back to. You know, I know I feel better when I go to bed early and this week I've been really bad at that. I know I'm better when I don't drink too much I know I'm well really at all I I love not drinking now um all these different things that I know that that makes me feel my best so I now am implementing those things again like even just skincare like I've been off that game I know shocking guys and my skin's like has all these pimples coming up and they're fucking painful zits and I feel this texture and I just don't feel like my glowing self and I'm like okay we got to do something about this and not for the aesthetic reasons but just truly like the feeling of taking the 10 minutes to do my gua sha and put on my oils and all these things it's actually a meditative practice for me um outside of actual meditating so just finding those little things and yeah with modern dating what I'm finding right now is so many people are in this awkward space of one who cares the least like we I think are starting to tap into more emotion than ever within the pandemic and just heightened emotions overall but also like having to sit with yourself but then when it comes into practice of dating it's like trying to care the least I think especially when you're entering new like kind of situations like kind of new people you're talking to And I don't know how to get out of that. Like, even myself, I'm so kind of jaded by dating that it is hard for me to, like, go into it with an open mind. But I've also just, I don't want it enough that I, like, don't care to work on that right now. (laughs) There's so many other things I need to work on within myself and go to therapy for. So, that's not my thing right now. But there's that. And then there's also the, like, kind of ghosting that's now kind of starting just I think with the pandemic I don't know depending on where you guys live your COVID situation will be different obviously but where I live we're essentially going into lockdown again um things are pretty intense in Ontario Canada and you know areas around me are completely locked down again and I'm pretty sure I'm moving into lockdown as well so not being able to physically go out and meet people, like, and also it being winter, 
I think is just one of those things that is deterring people from even giving much effort. And it can be hard if you've been like kind of talking to people through text or FaceTime and suddenly you don't think it's really going anywhere because you're like, we also have so much time to kind of make up these like scenarios in our head of how great things could be. But sometimes it's just not in the cards with the current situation. It doesn't make anything right or wrong. Like it sucks either way. It's just one of those things to be conscious of because as much as we're craving more intimacy, actually falling through with it, not only I think a lot of people are like not knowing how to do that, like they may crave it, but to actually go for it is a lot difficult, like it's easier said than done, but also just the actual physical restrictions of like social distancing and all of that. If you're following it correctly, you can actually you know, get too much intimacy through texting and FaceTime. Like, yeah, you work with what you can, but if you're building new relationships, that's a little difficult. And I know for me, I get fucking bored. Like, I'm already bored in the house. Like, I can get even more bored of people, especially through a screen, you know? It's just one of those things. So, if you guys are trying to participate in dating and dating apps and stuff like that, I mean, do at your own risk. Like, don't go in with many expectations do as you feel necessary. Like, if you're having fun, then live your best life. But if you are kind of, like, knowing that you're gonna disappoint yourself if something falls through, then maybe disengage for a little bit. Like, it's okay to just not engage in dating. And I honestly, I feel good about the no D December. Like, I'm not dating. I'm not having sex. I'm not giving it any of my energy because we are you know, entering holiday season. We're entering the last little bit of the year. We've got four weeks to get through this fucking year. And I think we're all really hopeful for a better year in 2021. All of the, like, astrological TikToks I've seen of, like, you know, something about the, like, moon being in, like, Aquarius and this and that. Apparently, 2021 is going to be, like, transformative change. Don't quote me because I can't explain any of that to you, but I've seen a lot of TikToks on it, so I'm feeling hopeful in it. And obviously, life is also what you make it, to quote Hannah Montana, so let's make it right. Um, Yeah, I just want to, like, really hone in on what the fuck I want because this year's taught me a lot, but now it's really at least time for me to just sit with what I've learned and now try to execute in more healthier terms and in all surfaces of my life. Like, I want to constantly be the best version of myself and to stop sabotage self-sabotaging specifically you have to identify the things that weren't working so what I'm kind of doing the exercises I'm doing personally is to kind of look at what I was doing before COVID look at what I learned during COVID and then kind of make my own plan and how to move forward in all of those different ways because it's really important to kind of have that understanding within yourself so then you don't go another year doing bullshit within yourself and be like, wait, how did I end up here again? Because we don't know what's going to happen. Like, when the world, you know, is probably vaccinated and things start opening up again and stuff like that, we don't know what that's going to look like. But I just really want everyone to do the best for themselves and by themselves, whatever that looks like for you. It's all about being strategic, you know? It's all about this podcast. And if you're going to be a slut, you might as well be a strategic one. So... I hope you enjoyed this, like, very rambling episode. I've gone into a lot of different facets in this episode, obviously, but 
I just really wanted to like talk about some things that are on my mind, what I've learned being dickless for seven months and encourage all of you to do the same because honestly it's been very healthy, very great and obviously you can take care of things yourself. There's no shame in the game so if we need to do an episode on that let me know but yes I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Um, Friday will be our last one of the year, so I will try to make it a great one, a little bit better than this one. I know this is kind of a rambling one, but I haven't talked in a long time, and I've only been talking to myself, and I mean, not that this is any different, but this is on a public platform, so you can see the wheels turning, and I'm becoming unhinged, so yeah. As always, guys, love yourself, love others, and wash your fucking hands. Follow me at the Not So Average Batch and at Strategic Slut. Share this episode on Instagram or any episode that you've loved from this year. Thank you so much for your support as always and I will see you guys on Friday.